Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Average Joe 227 uh, with the Saint 14 Project. Thank you for tuning in to our first episode of the Saint 14 Project podcast. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, here with me tonight is the rest of our hosts, uh, Goku. Yes, uh, introduce my yourself. Is, yeah, my name is SSJ5 Goku 28. I'm an a clinical psychotherapist and doctoral student in psychology, working my ways to getting my license in psychology. Awesome, awesome, yeah. And uh, I'm Average Joe. I'm one of the co-founders of the Saint Fourteen Project. I'm also a uh, very proud writer for DTR and the Tracker Network, and uh, I really enjoy doing. Every, you know all the work that I can with uh, the same fourteen project and collaborating with these guys every day. And also we have uh, Dave. Hi, I'm a uh, Hachi Dave. Uh, I'm a helicopter electrician. Uh, play Destiny all the time. A bunch of other games. Um, I'm a father of two wonderful girls, and that's, I'm I'm here. Uh, Trying to help out with the same fourteen project and see what uh how far we can take this. Awesome. Awesome. And then last but not least, we have Sentinel Dad with us as well. Sentinel, how about you tell a little bit about yourself? Right on. Well, my name my uh my gamer tag is uh, Sentinel Dad. I'm a uh, uh PS4 player and uh, uh professionally I work for a uh, tech company in the healthcare industry, um, and I'm also uh, one of the game night hosts for uh, StackUp.org, another um, uh, NPO um, that we um, that I'm that I'm proud to support as well. And uh, I'm just your typical uh, PS4 player. I'm just just like Dave and Joe. I'm you know I'm a uh, I'm a, a father of a little boy and and a girl and a husband. So you know I whatever game time I get is precious to me. <laughs> right on. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> yeah, here I have a six month old son. So game time is, there you go. <laughs> very to get it. I, th I think, you know, better than the rest of us right now. <laughs> yep. And that right there, this brings, uh, all of us together. This is, uh, we all work together in the uh, Saint 14 project. Uh, we all co-founded and came in at different times and this and that. And we are so uh, happy to bring uh, this next step uh, that we really wanted to bring to the community, which was a podcast for people to get to know us a little bit better and also have something a little more meaningful as well as something resourceful. So we really are hoping that people take away from this. But uh, Sentinel, uh, how about you tell everybody a little bit about the Saint 14 project and who we support? <clears throat> sure. Um, so I'm uh, I'm also one of the co-founders of the Saint 14 project. And what who we are and what we do is all about mental health awareness. It's about breaking that actual stigma. Um, you know, one of the, like, you know, we, we did our first, um, uh, mental health awareness stream on February 10th, uh, uh almost a month ago, uh, for takethis.org, which is a great, uh, nonprofit. And what, what they do is they educate people on mental health. 
they educate, you know, uh, regular uh, patients and uh, mental health professionals. I mean, they're they're a great organization, and they're focused around gaming as well, which just suits us. <laughs> um, but no, so what, uh, we have several events uh, c- coming up in the uh, future as well. Uh, so the Save 14 project is just all about mental health awareness, letting people know that, you know, just take a tagline from take this, you know, it's totally okay to not be okay. You know? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and that tagline is very, very true nowadays. It, the stigma while it's still there and prevalent, it's not as much of a stigma as it used to be, let's say, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. People starting to accept mental health difficulties more. And having any sort of mental health challenges doesn't mean that you're crazy. It just means that you're having a hard time dealing with certain things and that there is help out there. Or it be right. and this community or a mental health professional or even friends and family. Right. You know, it, it basically means you're human. You know? And, you know, sometimes in our, in our culture or whatever you want to call it, you know, it, mental health tends to be that, you know, ugly, you know, a, a ugly headed stepchild that gets ignored. And, you know, it, it that say for, 14 projects here to tell you that it doesn't have to be ignored. You know, that it's important between one and four to one in five people will have some sort of mental health difficulty throughout their life. So it's about Mm -hmm. a fifth to a quarter of the population. Yeah. My, my main goal that for being here, it's, uh, I want, to spread the word that uh, I, I when I uh, was going through troubles, I didn't know what I had. And what I want is to whatever we can do to let people know that maybe there's people out there like I was before that don't know what they're going through. And you know, and as cliche as it sounds, once I found out and I learned about the condition, the condition, I feel like that was half of the battle. You know, like everything became a lot easier once I realized that I had a real condition that I couldn't really help. I can only manage. But before I knew that that was really what was going on in my head, I thought I was just broken. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's my goal in Saint 14 is to reach out to people to let them know that it's not all their fault. It's not that they're doing something wrong. It could be something else. It could be their brain. It could be their mind telling them, you know, like, feel like this. And there's nothing you can do. But you can probably not get rid of it, but you can fight it. You can uh, learn how to cope with it. You can learn to manage so that you decide what you do and that the either disorder or mental health uh, difficulties does not dictate what you do and define who you are. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, and I, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, you know, I, you know, a little, you know, over a, a decade ago, you know, I was going through a horrible time in, in, uh, in my personal life. And eventually, you know, I 
told myself enough is enough uh, enough is enough and like you know that was the last time i i tried to kill myself and you know it was not you know i'm not going to sit here and tell you it was the easiest thing to to do but you know getting that you know, I was basically my my mind and my body went into this fight or flight mode, and it was either okay, well, I can keep fighting this and keep figuring out who I am and, and what I'm gonna do, or I can throw in the towel and just finally pull that trigger. But instead, you know, I went and got help, um, and you know, that's not easy. I mean, very, very, very fortunate to have a a good support system at the time. And, you know, it's not like a light switch goes on and everything's fixed. Um, you know, I mean, Goku can tell you that, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, over time, it just gets a little bit easier, a little bit easier. And on the, on the, on the, uh, on the good, on the good days, that little voice that keeps going off is, you know, way in the, in the, in the back of my mind. And on the bad days, it's right up front. You know, it's, but, it's always there. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, it's always know, it's always with you. Just learn how to cope with it a little better every time. Sometimes it just overtakes you, and that's when it's okay to be not okay, you know? Yeah. You just got to know that eventually you're going to get out of it. Or I, I guess I'm probably not get out of it, but, you know, you're going to learn how to feel better a little bit later. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's that's why it's so great that, you know, Alex, uh, Sentinel Dead, you uh, found that support network. And with that's really one of the goals for all of us. What we're trying to do with the Saint 14 project is help people take that that first step, which is could be the hardest step of their lives with getting help and seeking support. But having that support network that that group of people or friends or family that you can open up to a little bit and take that first step to getting the support you need to help manage what's affecting you and what's going through your life. So I, I'm so glad that, you know, you guys are, you know, experiencing, you know, being affected by such, you know, serious things and this and that is very traumatic for anybody. And, you know, everybody's affected differently. And just taking that experience that what you guys went through personally, and then paying it forward and having that experience, you guys have both reached up members of the community that reached out to us on a personal level and a relatable level that really made a difference in some people's, you know, lives. We were able to help people a little bit more just from your experiences. And that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, everyone's experiences help mold each other's experiences. And I mean, that's just, I mean, that is just part of it. You know, you, whatever experience that you have as it relates to mental health, I mean, you can, you know, People who are, uh, I'll, I'll pick something randomly, uh, have high anxiety or are, um, are manic depressive. When they meet other people, 
better manic depressive or high anxiety. Um, There's like an immediate connection there. Mm -hmm. Those people are like, okay, you kind of know what I'm going through. Like, well, yeah, you kind of know what I'm going through too. And um, they can just make that instant connection and they can, you know, kind of talk about their experiences. You know, it's a lot like, um, you know, some of the uh, substance abuse 12-step programs like AA and NA, where, you know, just finding someone who has a similar uh, affliction, you know, they, they understand what you're going through. You know, they, instead of being able to kind of imagine what it looks like, they know what it feels like, you know. Um, you know, we, we can all read a book about, you know, what it was like in, you know, uh, the 1800s and uh, revolutionary France or something like that, you know, <laughs> but right. like, but like none of us were there. We don't know what it was like there, but, you know, for, you know, people who, you know, are, you know, suffering through one mental health condition or another, or more often than not, several at the same time, um, you know, when they can meet someone who's also uh, afflicted in that same way, I mean, there's just that instant connection where sharing experiences with each other kind of gives insight and can kind of open their minds to, uh, you know, what's going on with them as it relates to, you know, whoever they're uh, connecting with. And then that's, you know, when, when we did the stream and on February 10th, like there were people just opening up in the uh, Twitch chat about stuff. They, that was, uh, you know, there was, it was really amazing. It was really, you know, you know, tear jerking and, um, it was absolutely incredible. If you're just tuning in for the first time and you, this is your first time uh, learning who uh, we are with the same 14 project, uh, our stream that we had that uh, Sentinel Dad was just telling you about back in February 10th was so positive and p- impactful that people, we had uh, streamers and people streaming for blocks that were opening up of with personal experiences, but in the Twitch chat itself, people were opening up in the Twitch chat, which was amazing to see that. I've never seen anything like that yeah. before. And it was just so like, like you said, it was just so moving uh, and emotional at times to see people just feel comfortable enough in this support uh, network right here that they could open up right there and take those first couple steps. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But you already we want we already talked about, you know, you already talked about takethis.org and what they're about and everything. Uh they're a great foundation. They uh they do so much. They have a focus on the gaming community. And we did more work uh with them on February 10th and we're going to continue supporting them because they do so much, not just for the members of the gaming community, but all facets of it. They've actually traveled to dev studios and help make it more of a uh, overall better well-being atmosphere in the workplace. And they really take it to the next level and they're so supportive 
And we also have, we wanted to bring into the uh, podcast, we wanted to bring some resources for you. Um, Goku's going to take it away because uh, Goku has uh, a lot of outlets in his uh, career that he can uh, dial in more specific uh, areas for resources and for people to reach out and get information and uh, knowledge and support. But we also have a few uh, hotline numbers as well. Uh, if you want to take it away, Goku, uh, I can save the numbers for at the end. I'll put them in the show notes. Sure, that works fine. Yeah, for the main resources, I'm going to talk about five in terms of USA, Canada, and the UK. So these are the main organizations that most therapists will be a part of and when i speak about therapists mostly in terms of psychologists but when we're talking about therapists we can talk about uh clinical psychologists we can talk about a psychiatrist we can talk about a social worker uh, that's mainly doing counseling and we can talk about a psychotherapist there's organizations for each and every different branch but the main ones in psychology for the usa are the APA, which is the American Psychological Association, and the NIMH, which is the National Institute of Mental Health. Uh, in terms of for Canada, we have the CPA, which is the Canadian Psychological Association, or the CMHA, which is the Canadian Mental Health Association. And for uh, our listeners in the UK, uh, the biggest one uh, necessarily is the BPS, which is the British, uh, British Psychological Association. So the APA, CPA, and BPS are the main organizations where most psychologists will be uh, part of. We have um, research, we have papers, but we also have a pool of resources that are available to the public in terms of fact sheets, in terms of information where you can find a psychologist, in terms of uh, either the US or Canada, in terms of the state or the province uh, own colleges. Those, there's a lot of resources just on those five specific websites. And they are absolutely fantastic too. I've been on a few of them. I've been on the APA and I've been on the, uh, the NIMH and there is so many fantastic resources on both of those uh, sites that uh, they cover a wide range of uh, mental health conditions, issues, and things that could be affecting you or a loved one. And it's a great resource tool for taking that first step and gaining knowledge and looking into, you know, maybe you haven't been feeling right, you know, recently, and you want to look into it a little more, but you're a little shy of taking that first step and, you know, going to talk to somebody because everybody's affected differently so going to these sites and seeing and the resources and having an understanding of what's going on and just going to those websites it's not necessarily a substitute to seeking professional no. help but it gives you a start a baseline to kind of understand a little bit about what's going on in terms of what i am feeling 
and how that relates to what possible diagnoses there is there. Exactly. Exactly. And opening up to different communities in terms of, uh, like uh, Dave and Sentinel Dan have mentioned, in terms of having that understanding and finding groups of people that do have the same thing or a similar type of um, symptoms as me helps someone feel very included and not alone. Which is kind of the, the motto for takethis.org. It's dangerous to go out alone. And you are not alone. Yeah, and that's one of the one of our 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 quotes that we uh, use if you follow us on our uh, Twitter. Uh, we like to reassure the community that every member of not just our community, all the communities out there, uh, you're a member and you are not alone. There is so many people that you know, are there to support you and listen and truly care. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. You're, that's exactly right is no one's alone and you're definitely no exception. Nobody has an exception. So, but I wanted to transition and come away a little bit. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do with the St. 14 project podcast was, we wanted to have a good resource for mental health awareness and have some information for people. But we also wanted to have some fun with gaming and talking about games. And we're, we're all gamers here. Uh, all of us here on the show today, are we're all gamers. We all come from the Destiny community, but many of us play various different games. I won't point fingers. But there's a few here that play other games besides Destiny. No, I'm just kidding. But it's it's me. He's talking about me. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's Alec. Maybe it's Alec. But yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything. But uh, one of the things that we thought would be really interesting to bring onto the show would be doing a character analysis of a character from one of the games that we enjoy and goku would be perfect to do this analysis and this week goku had his choice when we were starting to create and come up with ideas uh we felt it was easier to just let goku go ahead and pick a character and he picked one from the destiny community or destiny character universe and uh Going forward, uh, we will be recording on a bi-weekly basis. So after this show is released, we will release a Twitter poll and on our Twitter uh, account, uh, which is, you know, twitter.com backslash Saint14project, and you will get to vote on who you would like to hear an analysis on. Now, we thought this would be a little fun and really interesting. And Goku, why don't you tell everybody what character you picked for this show, for this first episode? Well, I decided to pick Eris Morn, so one of everyone's favorite uh, castaway guardians. So Eris Morn, uh, as a therapist, is a very interesting character. because <laughs> I don't at... think you need to be a t- therapist to realize <laughs> that she's interesting. I mean... No, she's very interesting, because she was part of the first fire, uh, first fire team for Crota. So she was 
in a fire team with Veltarlo, uh, Omar Aga, Saimoda, uh, Aris, uh, Ariana 3, Tolan the Shattered. And as we know, most of them have died. And in terms of Guardians, that's not something they were very used to. So in terms of being confronted with death, because we die, we get resurrected by our ghost. That's kind of the cycle of how things went. But not just dying, the way that they died and the brutality that the Hive just uh, brought on to that fire team really changed Eris. Not a lot in terms of lore, in terms of who Eris was prior to uh, descending into the pit, but a lot more as to what she became when she came out. So she did forego her light to mainly survive, as kind of how Tolan had taught her, but she also uh, changed her eyes so she can see in the dark. So um, don't think I'm very surprising anyone in terms of a clinical diagnosis of Eris suffering from PTSD. I don't think I'm surprising mm. anyone there. But in terms of PTSD, there's a little bit more in there. Because in PTSD, there's um, a couple of criteria that need to be hit. So the person needs to be exposed to death. So we know that she's been exposed there. The traumatic event uh, uh, is persistently re-experienced in certain ways. So we know that she's continuously having <clears throat> nightmares uh having these visions so we, we can also have the destiny universe in terms of space magic but she's going through what's called dissociation a lot of the times and dissociation is when someone goes and relives not just as a flashback but really relives that uh that moment almost as if they're having an out-of-body experience so smells, sounds, um, what the uh, touch just remember um, makes them remember everything of when they were there. And that just motivates her. So she's trying to warn everyone in terms of the danger of Crota and later on of Oryx. But another big contributing factor is something that's called terror management theory. And terror management theory is uh, influenced by the work of Ernest Becker, which wrote uh, The Denial of Death, which was a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, nonfiction. Hmm. And the main psychologists that came up with terror management theory were Jeff Greenberg, Sheldon Solomon, and Tob Pizinski. And terror management theory uh, posits that just by priming someone with the thought of their own death. Just by doing that, that's going to change their behavior and how they perceive others, how they perceive the world, and how they're going to interact with that world. So with Aris having all of those flashbacks, having all of those visions of that grim, dark future, she's continuously primed with her own mortality. One, she doesn't have a ghost anymore, but two, she's looking at the mortality of everyone else. So she may seem a little crazy, but she's trying to warn everyone. And that's what 
is kind of her main motivation is to help others. She's part of the hidden. She's gathering information. She's trying to save the city. But she's branded pretty much a, a heretic like Osiris was. Mm. Well, I mean, her um, basically. So, I mean, w- would you say like everything, you know, after her experience from the Hellmouth? I mean, everything that she has become after the fact is she's basically a victim of trauma, right? Yeah. And trauma can basically lead to <laughs> just about any mental health condition, right? Well, trauma in itself is kind of a trumping mental health condition. So mm-hmm. when someone suffers PTSD, they can have anxiety, but that's a co- contributing factor to the main diagnosis of PTSD. Right. Hmm. So yeah. with there is it. The main thing is the, the dissociation and the flashbacks. The the voice actor, uh, Morla. Uh, yeah, Morla. Yeah, yep. Uh, there's a scene in uh, The Taken King when you're, uh, it's, I forget what the mission is called, but you're, you're going to a Korda's tomb to get a shard or something. Yeah. And you get disconnected from, from the fire team or, you know, she's, She's overwatching you, and uh, you, she kind of loses you, and you can hear in her voice, you know, like how the anxiety, like an anxiety attack, like uh, she thinks she's gonna lose you too, you know what I mean? And she's like worried, and then eventually she like connects with you again and pulls you out. Yeah. That was super powerful to me. It's like one of my favorite moments in the Taken King. It was pretty amazing. Well, in that moment, she is dissociating. So when, when I talk about dissociating, so when I talk about it in a clinical sense, so when I have someone in my office that is dissociating, they are sitting in front of me, but they are not there. Their body is in front of me, but their mind is elsewhere. They're back into that traumatic experience, exactly where they were when they happened to have that trauma. So as a therapist, it's my job to kind of help them snap out of it and bring them back. Because the more they dissociate, the more they're re-experiencing a trauma. And the less we're making progress. Hmm. I have a question. Um, do you think Ares suffers also from, uh, I forget what it's called, but uh, survival's guilt? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. For being the only one that made it, yeah, she, she she may have some survivor's guilt in terms of her perception of it, but of what she witnessed, uh, it, it's kind of a different way of seeing uh, survivor's guilt in terms of survivor's guilt of being in a car explosion, being the only one that survived, while she actively survived. Yeah, she had to work to survive. Oh, so she was down in there in the Hellmouth for what a couple of years? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the and more than a couple of years it was a, a long time. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. Survival's guilt would be more like, oh, you were lucky. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you you know got thrown out of a car and everybody died, and you were lucky because you got thrown out and fell in grass or something like that. That would be more, yeah, prone to somebody getting feeling that survival's guilt feeling yeah but eris as much as 
Cade makes fun of her, she's extremely resilient. Uh, I don't know of many Guardians that would have survived that many years inside the pit, inside the complete darkness. I I believe that relationship it's more closer than it seems. Like I think Cade actually cares for her. Yeah, he he does. But remember, Cade's story is one of trauma as well. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about our community having uh, ties to finding people that do have yeah, yeah. symptoms. As much as Kate is teasing her, he's seeing kind of a kindred spirit in terms of someone that lived through trauma as well. Yep, and that's how he deals with his stuff. We joking. Uh, yeah, maybe one day we'll get into an analysis yeah. on him. Maybe one day we'll, we'll get into Kate. He, he's a fun <laughs> one. When he was a when he was a person, I mean, his story. I don't know if how many people know about his lore and this and that. I think it's fairly recent that that backstory came out, but. Yeah, it's one of the best bits of lore that we finally got in uh, D2. Yep, yep. Maybe we'll have a non-pig or one of the lore masters come in and talk about it a little bit as we do an analysis on them as well. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be a lot of fun. She, uh, Eris Morn, I mean, this and there's wildly you know interesting listening to you know everything that she's been through and if you're familiar with the lore and the grimoire when it was in the game uh in the game outside of the game in the game outside the game in yeah you know what i mean it was a go to the issue collective it's all there exactly and we'll put a link in to find some uh, some lore on her, so you can look it up yourself in some of the show notes as well. And uh, let's hear to see her in future installments of uh, Destiny Two. I'm really hoping she comes out because in Destiny Two, there's she's only mentioned like what twice, and she when when they here and there, but she, act, nothing uh, too much. She was already gone. Definitely. She's definitely coming back. I'm hoping she comes back and she doesn't come back as a villain. She comes back as she's been out in the wilderness or wherever trying to stop Oryx's sister or this and that or gathering intel because she's unlike any other guardian with the trauma that she went through and her experiences in the Hellmouth. She's almost more hive than she is guardian at this point i mean she still holds on to that human self but she replaced her eyes with hive eyes so she could see in total darkness and her her demeanor has warped and changed with all the trauma and you know ptsd that she has it's affected her going forward and I really want to see her come back into the light and really, you know, step it up, help, helping the guardians and the towers. And I really want to see her story come back. She, she, she hid underneath the stairs in the old tower, but she had some really interesting uh, lore on her. And I mean, come on, she has well, her the most unique voices. Her hiding under the stairs is actually 
uh, one of her uh, her behaviors in terms of trauma. In terms of trauma, when someone uh, feels in danger, typically they're going to put their backs to a wall wherever they go. And that's how they can feel safe. They can see everything in front of them. So her being underneath the stairs, back against the wall, oh, yeah. you can see everyone coming around or in front of her. So well, she can never be surprised. When when she first got to the tower, she used to be in that left side on the top floor. Yep. Right next to her ship, like ready to go whenever, you know, like. But remember, no one can really come up be- behind her because when we spawn mm-hmm. in, we spawn in kind of in to kind of the side in front. So oh, yeah, yeah. She was at the edge. Behind her, yeah. So that was back when the queen seat. used to or visit the tower too, isn't it? Uh, the I think it was that? at the same time, yeah. That's like a little tidbit right there that if you haven't played Destiny since, you know, the beginning, characters moved around the tower and there were things that appeared in the tower that either moved like Eris moving under the stairs or yeah. the queen just stayed in the reef when she used to be like Saladin and visit the tower. Yeah, the, well, the emissary. Was it, was it the queen or was it Petra? It was, it was Petra. Petra. It was Petra. Yeah, it was Petra. I, yeah. I always say that. Was that. How she was being punished. Yeah, I mean, Pet- Petra is basically a pseudo outcast from the Awoken sense. She's a crazy lord, too. Go, 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 go live on Earth, and then eventually she's granted access to go back to the reef. Yep. Yeah. So, lots of characters in Destiny, but in other franchises as well, that'll will be fun to kind of dissect. Yeah. Thank you for doing that analysis. <laughs> That's, I mean, we could sit here probably for the next two or three hours talking about this. And I, I you actually, I'm really intrigued because I never thought of that, her being underneath the stairs as being linked to what's affecting her and how she was affected. So, that actually was really intriguing to me. And uh, all I know is every time I went to Shaxx to pick up my bounties, she was in a horrible mood. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's true. We're going to, we're going to next for our next show. Uh, you know, we're going to put a Twitter poll up. We're going to go outside the destiny franchise and I'm really eager and excited to see what everybody votes on. And uh, I might put something down there for a character in like Bloodborne because that game's coming back for a free download on the PlayStation Network. And that game is really interesting. I really love the story of the Hunters. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, uh, I'd like to see uh, it'd be a fun character analysis as the uh, the main character from uh, Shadows of Mordor. That'd be fun. Ooh, that would be a good one he's too. So good. Because he's dealing with trauma too of, of you know losing his family and then like being in this nether world, not alive, not dead kind of thing. Right. I want to see uh, Senua from Hellblade. Oh, that'd be interesting. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with that franchise, but I know it just started. It, the game just came out like. Uh, it's gorgeous. Right summertime. Yeah, it's, it's a, a great gorgeous game. game. 
it's amazing. Well, actually, that's a great segment. Uh, we're going to actually segue right into uh, gaming news and what we've been playing. Uh, does anybody got any news? I got a few things that uh, has popped up. Uh, one of the things in gaming news recently is Fortnite is exploding everywhere. It's, oh, it's huge. It has exploded. It is now currently the most watched game on Twitch. It is at the yeah, top. no, it got um a Fortnite. I mean, I I played it the other night with the some of my uh, closest gaming friends. I mean, like like we do every week, and I'll tell you, like a lot of people, you know, PUBG was huge. PUBG got really yep. big on PC, and and everyone looked at it, and then then they saw this weird cartoony game coming that was silly and kind of over the top, and it exploded. Because not only was it free, like people really enjoy it. It has this, you know, I'm, I, I've never played PUBG, and I'm not gonna talk ill of it because I've never played it. But like, it has this just fun vibe to it. Um, you know, there's also like a PVE experience that, that that you can pay for. But obviously, the the, the bread and butter is coming from people playing the the battle royale. Well, that's what came out first uh, when Fortnite mm-hmm. first released. It was a PVE uh, mm-hmm. game that we right. paid sixty bucks for, and then out of nowhere, with very little hype or talk about it, they released a PUBG style PvP for free on every platform. Mm-hmm. And they're oh competing with PUBG. Gosh. Oh, they're they crushed it. I mean, they've already oh, yeah. has PUBG Des- destroyed it. Destroyed it. It's on you know on the the three main platforms. It's not just on what two platforms now that PUBG added Xbox. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but, they, they, it's just <laughs> the thing with Fortnite compared to PUBG is while PUBG is supported, it's just it runs so much worse than Fortnite. If you're playing on Xbox, the frame rate kind of tanks. So it's not as well optimized compared to Fortnite. And Fortnite's getting updates like every single week. They, their communication is top-notch. I mean, they are so vocal with the community and bringing out updates. And Season 3 just began last week in Fortnite. And... It's rare for me to spend money in game. I bought mm-hmm. a season pass. And for 9.99, I felt it was, you know, justifiable for what you got for it. I mean, it's just so much fun and it gives you so much uh just creative ways and things that you can do. Ah. The dancing, there's a new uh thing that they released. I don't know how new it is, but there's a uh like a grenade or a smoke bomb that you can throw and it's a dance one. It's like the party bomb or whatever. If you throw that thing in Fortnite and it lands next to somebody, they're stuck doing emotes for like 20 (laughs) seconds. Of uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Yeah, Well, the, uh, the, the newest, the newest emote that you can buy is the uh, make it rain emote. Please ship dollars and dollars and dollars in the air. <laughs> well, Ratchet and Clank is going to be free also this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The Gods 
called the uh, Groovatron. The Groovatron. Yeah, so you just launch that that uh, weapon and all the enemies on the screen. Oh, such now, a fun game. I get on Fortnite because all my friends are playing it, and my daughter likes it a lot, and I think she's going to be pretty good at it. She seems to be really getting into it. And uh, so when I play with her, I just follow her and she's, I can watch her kind of like getting good at it. She's like, you're going to do this. We're going to go to this place. And I'm like, all right, let's go. But I personally don't really enjoy the game. Like, <laughs> I, I do. I thought you were going to go a totally different direction. <laughs> I, it, I do not like it. And what but a crescendo. That was perfect. <laughs> I, I really like playing with everybody and it's it's I can see that it's a fun game and everything, but there's I can't multitask. So it's either I, I wanna shoot or I wanna build oh, right. it and, and I cannot yeah. do both of them at the same time. Oh no, I, I, I completely hear you. I, I rarely play Fortnite solo. I'm always, you know, uh, in squad or duo. I'm, I'm totally I'm either in duos or a squad. Yeah, but I'm not a builder. I, I don't I don't I'm not that analytical with space. So like one of my best friends, Clint, he's our builder in our squad. Oh, and I'm yep, oh. that raging Cajun. Um, you know, he's our builder. Like he just like fluid and natural for him. Um, but for me, I'm all, I'm dude, I'm a sentinel. I just, I just stand watch, you know, <laughs> people start shooting. I shoot back. That's what I do best <laughs> in a stationary position. <laughs> he planted firmly on the ground. <laughs> what I do in Fortnite, and I was telling Goku this earlier when we were talking, uh, I set it for the staircase because you can preset, you know, oh, yeah. what you build like a wall, a floor. Mm-hmm. I said for the stairs, and I will chop down a house to get myself enough materials and this and that. And if I come across somebody, I will build a stairway to heaven to try and get away from them. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, I'll go up, up, hey, whatever. Up, up, up. Yep, and then I'll die five seconds later. But it's still f- such a fun game. And when you do die. It's so quick resetting, going back to the main menu, and then getting into another match. I mean, it's so fluid. One more game. Yeah, yep. The one more game philosophy. Yeah. I have I have one win on my pocket in uh, Fortnite. (laughs) But it it was I didn't I didn't shoot one shot. Basically, my friends were like, "You're gonna stay here and just follow us. Don't do anything. They'll pop your head up." And we right. want <laughs> full carry, huh? So like the trials. less I do, the better our chances. <laughs> <laughs> That's so positive, Dave. Well, I mean, I got... we won, so. <laughs> That's all that matters right there. It's That's getting that, that win. Well, a couple more things in some <laughs> gaming news. Uh, Destiny 2 also updated their development roadmap uh, earlier last week for update. Uh, change a few of the things coming into the future updates. And the next one coming March 27th is update 1.1.4. And this is going to be the go fast update that so many people are talking about in the community and around. Kotaku's written numerous articles on this. And uh, there's a lot of hype on this one. And this one's more detailed towards redoing the PvP weapons and ability sandbox. And 
I'm really eager to see the changes that they're making. And they're also bringing back uh, after this, at that point, uh, 6v6 Iron Banner. I think, is this the one where Rumble's coming back as well? Not, not this yeah. one, the next one. Yeah, it's the the next one, yeah. Yep, yep we have uh, the Heroic Strike modifiers coming into it, the weekly playlist. Oh, no, this is the one, March 27th, weekly Crucible playlist, Mayhem and Rumble. It's going to be in the cycle. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be one or the other uh, alternating weeks. So one week we'll have Mayhem, next week we'll have Rumble. Or might alter each day. Well, well, the, the next update in March will have the strike, uh, the nightfall specific loot there as well, right? Yeah. Uh, the unique rewards. Yeah, yeah it's to be what it's going to be in February. But, yeah. Pushback, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's holding be... their breath for yep. this. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. You know, cross your fingers. Hopefully, this uh, does something good. I know the one thing that it's going to do is it's going to get rid of those top twenty weapons. Because, well, not top 20, top four, four or five weapons in the game for PvP. Right now, uh, is there four? Royals. <laughs> Feels like uh, three. <laughs> uh, well, Better Devils is always on there. Midnight Coop is a really good one. Uriel's Gift. Uh, Mita with the broken Mita for a while. Now, at least people have started migrating away from it the past couple months. So yeah, that's good. That you much. still see Mita, but you don't see it as much because there's so many contenders that can go up against it. I still don't have a... Uh, oh, God. What is the one you get from... Uh, uh, it's a full auto scout rifle in Destiny that you get from Vanguard. Anybody mm -hmm. got it off the top of their head? Nope. Don't know the full auto. I got one from uh, Dead Orbit, which I kind of like shooting, but it's not that great on PvP. Well, I like it on PvE. Yeah, let's hope we're, let's hope and this is going to turn some stuff around because this is going to be a really important update for Destiny 2. But uh, I got one well, last thing. Well, clearly, just like Destiny 1, they're adding hard light into the PvP meta. I'm just getting my idea. <laughs> hard light. Hard light was so much fun in Destiny. Yeah, you'd come across like a squad running it and it'd be like a laser light show. <laughs> just don't get caught indoors. I still you know, see hard light hallway, going. You ain't going to make it out of there. Too. Yeah. I'm I still see it. Every so often. September update being the what's going to bring back a lot of the people from the community. Yeah, well, that's people what Destiny would be back. People are going to play the, the May DLC, but I, I don't think they had enough time to really change a lot. So that's where kind of the uh, September update. I think the Bungie's playing the, the long games. They're doing small incremental upgrades now to kind of make a big relaunch in September. Well, they did that with the Taken King. I mean, they had a couple small DLCs and fine tune and tweak and fine tune. And but by the time Taken King came out and all the updates that came with that, Destiny exploded again, and it gained so many more, you know, uh, players. With well, Taken I mean, King. I'm a total Taken tot. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you know, I came in after uh, Taken King, and you know that's what kind of sold me on it, which is 
which is funny because House of Wolves was my favorite DLC. <laughs> so you never knew the the horrors that was Rahul back in Destiny. I remember that. Year one vanilla. Well, I started I in year one. First, and... uh, remember getting my first um, legendary Ingram. So excited. Oh my god, my first turned into a damn blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Yeah. I didn't get it at launch, but I got the game pretty early, maybe like in the first month or so. And uh, I remember playing it for about two hours and being like, "Nope," and I put it away uh, until the Taken King was being announced. That's when I was like, "Oh my god, this game actually looks pretty good." Then I went to play it, and I realized that all the DLCs had come out, so I had all that stuff to do. You know what was it? Uh, Corona and everything that came out after the beginning, but it wasn't like I I did not like Destiny at all when I first got it year one. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of turned off from it. It was such a quick game too. I mean, the campaign was so fast. When yeah. with Vanilla, I mean, you really didn't even know what the story was. To be honest, Destiny's the type of game that you need DLCs to advance. A story or at least vanilla destiny needed it but you know we well, could, we can turn we could, around exactly we could sit here well, another two hours and talk about destiny. destiny one story was just that like you know we find out later what happened you know they have to like redo the game so they like cut out a million things and they, they stitch it together and they just they it didn't really have a story until later on when the DLC start coming out, start getting better. And that's really what the Grimoire did was like give you a story outside of the game because they couldn't put it in the game at that time. At that moment, it was too late. Right. There's, there's a really interesting thing that my brother brings up every so often. If you watch the original gameplay, like uh trailer at e3 back in like 2012 that was aired at e3 there mm -hmm. is a ton of stuff in that gameplay that it's like 50 minutes long that either got taken out of the game or still currently is not in the game or is just trickling in now so a lot of this yeah, stuff, I personally think, this is my, my tinfoil hat, that the Leviathan raid was actually the very first raid because it doesn't exactly match up with any other raid. You know what I mean? This is almost, it's almost like an, the Olympic Games for Guardians. You know, it's more mechanics mm -hmm. and this and that than it is fights. King's Fall, that's a raid. You know, even Crota's are because you got big baddies. You know, the big baddies are, you know, what make raids fun. I mean, I I seriously, my tinfoil hat for me, I know I'm wrong, but a part of me thinks that that was the original Cabal raid that we were supposed to get back in D1. I, I, original release, uh, you actually saw that we were supposed to meet Osiris, in that original Vidoc, we go to the oh, light yeah. and we meet Osiris. Yeah, yep. We just, we just met guy. Osiris not long ago. Yeah, they actually, he was in the game, in that trailer, I believe, or he was in a trailer. He was an old guy. He was depicted yeah. as old. If I could find a screenshot of it, I'll send it to you. 
but he was in the game for like a blink of an eye and then they took him out. But I mean, he's a great character. I, I love Destiny's voice <laughs> actors are like the best in the world. I mean, yeah, the they voice actors that they got back. for their characters are bar none some of the best in the gaming industry. Well, they got the whole cast of Firefly almost there. So. Firefly, yes. Well, that's oh, one of the things that makes it great, too. And I mean, who are we missing from Firefly? They just added another one. Uh, we're missing the uh, the pilot. I forgot his name. Alan Tudyk? I think so. He was in uh, Star Wars. He was the robot. Oh, yep. he's been in so much stuff. He does the voice for Hey Hey in Moana. <laughs> yeah, if you've yeah, seen, uh, he's the, yeah, yeah. Because I'm a father of a little girl, I as well Same. know this about Moana. Alan Tudyk is the only non-Polynesian uh, actor in that movie. Fun yes. fact. There you go. Enjoy it. No, <laughs> he does so much work. Uh, he actually, if. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, uh, The Tick season two Ugh. is out now. He does the voice of Danger Boat. Danger Boat. Alan Tudyk is one of my favorite actors. He did a movie called uh, what is it? Uh, Chuck and Dale vs. Evil. Oh <laughs> my god! Anything oh, yeah, that guy, he's that. anything he's in, I absolutely love it. I loved his character in Transformers. I mean, yeah. he's so expressive. <laughs> he's just dynamite. If he got in Destiny as a voice actor for a ghost or a picnic table, it doesn't matter. He would nail it. And a picnic get, table? He would get a huge fan base. <laughs> Starring Alan Tudyk as the picnic table. That'd be an awesome Destiny to table. the movie. Would we a get that picnic example. table in game or from Eververse? So. Ooh. <laughs> Probably be I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Well, all right. Well, I think we well, should move away from Destiny. <laughs> you you yeah. think so, Jeff? Uh, <laughs> well, another, um, you know, probably another popular looter shooter out there, uh, the Division by Ubisoft, Ooh, um, yeah. celebrated uh, hitting 20 million players. Yep. Um, and that game's getting a resurgence lately. This, it really is. So, um, so to uh, celebrate 20 million players, um, they're doing a month of uh, uh, what's called their global events uh, activities. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they usually only do it like every, you know, a couple months or so. Um, it, you know, it's fun. I didn't get the division when it first came out. And I was so, so uh, deep into Destiny 1 at the time. That I actually mocked everyone who left Destiny to go play it, uh, <laughs> but, but 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 no, but I I I eventually got it, and I I went through the missions and stuff, and it was fun, like you know this you know pseudo like dystopian uh, uh, New York City. Um, it was fun, um, but then it just it, it it didn't like keep me hooked. But they it didn't, didn't go anywhere. No, but they but they didn't update um, Goku. You probably know because I know you play it. Um, like a, Wait, no, yeah. it, um, they didn't update probably about two or three months ago, and they Under just one point eight or one point one point eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they really polished it up really well, 
and uh, you know they they actually did a really good job with it. So there's this huge resurgence of uh, division players, you know, either picking it up for the first time, you know, when it's on sale, or you know, people coming back to it after having you know done everything that they thought they could. And it's uh, you know I've, I've been playing a little bit with the, with the goal event going on, and it's um, it, it has been fun. Um, you know, you know, being in the the dark zone again. <laughs> well, Did you see the stats for how many people died in the dark zone, or how many rogue agents? I'm sure there's a statistic out there. You should read oh, the Tom Clancy's the division, the uh, division Reddit. It's it's totally non toxic. You'll love it. <laughs> I'll look into it. Thanks for. <laughs> That is New England sarcasm, just for you. Uh, okay. <laughs> I caught on quick. <laughs> okay, I thought so. It's not was like reader. It's an RPG. So if people are going into it thinking, oh, I'm going to play a shooter, you're going to be very disappointed. Because it doesn't handle like a shooter. It kind of does. It's got a kind of like a Gears of War-esque type. Yeah, you know, yeah. No, over no, the shoulder. Yeah, it, it, it's totally got that that grasp to it. You know, I you know one of the other games I've been um, I've been playing lately is uh, another Ubisoft game, which is uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is a lot of fun. It's like um, I don't know, it's just got this good um, like it's got this South American setting to it, but it, you can go first person shoot it, uh, first person in it rather. Um, but you can do over the shoulder as well, but it's not a cover system, which kind of makes it a little bit more fun for me. Um, but you know, you, uh, I always joked that, um, when Ghost Recon Wildlands came out, that it was what the division was supposed to be before they did the 1.18 update. <laughs> mm. Wildlands is another game. Me and my, my group, uh, kind of tried the beta and didn't mm-hmm. really get into it and, Never really bothered bothered getting it after that. Gotcha. We were hyped Dude. for it, and then we played the beta, and was like, "Eh." Kind <laughs> <laughs> of fell flat. Right, right. I got gotcha. you. Um, I think that's got a, a problem with a lot of Ubisoft games. They prop it up, and then it falls flat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it definitely seems that way sometimes. Uh, but I know for me, the other stuff, I, you know, of course, you know, I'm a big Battlefield guy. That's my favorite franchise. So I've been playing Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 4 a bit here and there. I actually logged on to Battlefield Hardline the other day, too. Um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much all I've been playing lately. Uh, Dave, what have you been playing lately? Um, <clears throat> well, like I said, uh, I still play Destiny every just about every day, at least do the weeklies and stuff like that. The Iron Banner's out today, so I'll be playing that. Uh, I get on Fortnite every now and then. But the game that has kept my attention right now is actually on my phone. And don't at me. But uh, it's called <laughs> Rules of Survivor. So survival. And it's basically a PUBG copy on your pocket. So if you sit down, if you're like get ten minutes, you can like get around in, and it's 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 on it's on your phone, but it it the controls are pretty good and it's battle royale, same. It's you got vehicles, you have 
pretty much the same weapons that you have in uh, PUBG, the same, uh, you know, you got your backpack, you pick up your stuff, and you go in at this island, and 100 people go in there, and one come out, and it's pretty fun, and that's, you know, that, I've been playing that a lot. That's like my, uh, for, for this month, that's the game that I've been playing, Rules of Survivor, Survival on, on my phone. Right on. Nice. Well, uh, uh, Goku and Joe, what, what have you guys been playing? Well, for me, I'm kind of replaying through uh, Doom 2016. Kind of. Yeah, you were telling a, me about that earlier. Yeah. I had a video on my uh, recommend on YouTube of uh, Professor Broman doing his kind of play, his first playthrough of Doom 2016, and like. Ooh, I, I, that game was fun. So redoing the campaign and oh, is that game ever a blast? And coming from Destiny to Doom, Doom seems almost too fast in terms yeah. of the, of the movement and just old school first person shooting. I'm still dabbling in Destiny here and there once. But um, playing Battlefield, but I'm starting to uh, get into Monster Hunter World. That's kind of the next thing in my list that I want to kind of sink my teeth into. I'm craving some good loot. That's uh, Uh, a lot of fun. That game is uh, definitely a blast and it definitely, you know, satisfies that that loot craving that a lot of the Destiny community is craving right now. I, I set out on a campaign to convince my daughter, my 11-year-old, to play that game with me. <laughs> and campaigning? <laughs> yes. Uh, I wanted her to like get into it, and that was going to be like our game. And I started talking to her about it, and she started asking me questions like, so why do you kill them? And I was like, well, I think they're bad. you know. And she's like, are they? And then I went looking into it, and I realized that the game is just kind of sadistic. And the fact that you there's no reason to kill them. I said that you want to wear them their their horns and your armor, and eventually she convinced me not to get it because <laughs> wow. we don't want to go killing monsters you, you that don't deserve it. Her to she <laughs> you not to play it. Yeah. So now we play Fortnite, which I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How about you, Joe? What have you been playing lately? Uh, I've been dabbling in uh, some Fortnite. Uh, I bought the you know season pass for se- you know season three you know battle pass, and uh, I play Destiny two three times a week still. So I'm I'm looking into purchasing Monster Hunter, but now after hearing that. I might not be purchasing it now, <laughs> but no, uh, I I still have a, a big heart for Destiny too. And uh, even though things you know didn't pan out for the game, I still find it wildly enjoying. You know, enjoyable. I have a blast with it, and I enjoy going into it every week. I've been getting rusty at PvP because I've been getting dragged into a lot of PVE things, so. I went into trials this past weekend and got obliterated. 
So I'm going to be glad iron banners here so I can hone my skills a little bit better and get some good loot because he's got some good stuff with him this week. So between Destiny 2 and Fortnite, I mean, that's that's pretty much it right there. Doing some writing in between. That's about it for me. Awesome. Yeah. I got one last thing of news. I don't know if you guys have anything for gaming news. Um, not really. I mean, it just for me, I just had that little snippet about um, um, the twenty million players, yeah, twenty million for the the division. It's pretty much all I had. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the other day, uh, the former CEO of GameStop passed away, Paul Rains. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, he uh, he stepped down back in November of last year from being uh, CEO of GameStop for uh, medical issues. He's going through treatment, and uh, he uh, passed away, I believe, yesterday. So, you know, it's a Jeez. terrible loss, and you know, the guy did really good uh, when he was, uh, you know, sitting in as CEO. So. Yeah, that's that was some big news that uh, that made it across a lot of the mainstream right there. It was unexpected, but <clears throat> how about we move into our next next segment that uh, that was kind of your brainchild there, uh, Sentinel Dad, with uh, uh, doing a solid. Or, you know, helping out a bro. Why don't you tell everybody what this segment's going to be? So, um, you know, when gaming is so, so social, I mean, obviously. Um, so, I mean, a, a lot of the times we'll all, you know, find people, you know, that are playing the same game as us. And you just kind of realize that, you know, they, they, they're just helping you out. You know, you might not be talking to them or, or, you know, seeing them, you might not actually know them, but they might just kind of like do something like in game or in an activity just to help you out. Um, so I mean, we just kind of wanted to you know, do a little shout out to you know whatever kind of um, random players out there that just kind of help you pop out in and you. do your yeah. solid in game. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, Joe, I, I I think you had one for this week, didn't you? I did. I did. Uh, actually, uh, I had his name written down, and I have since lost the paper since I talked to you last. But uh, I can tell you the brief sto- story about it. Me and uh, another friend of mine of uh, Hill 13790 uh, wanted to do the nightfall. We didn't have a third. Nobody was on. It was kind of late. So we decided mm-hmm. to do a guided games, and it's like, okay. We will guide somebody through. And instead of us guiding him through the nightfall, he guided us through the nightfall. Oh, and wow. <laughs> this guy came in and he literally did nothing but just take care. He was a boss. I mean, he took care of everything, rezzed us, waited. You know, uh, my buddy doesn't play very often and he's a little bit slower and he would wait, you know, at, checkpoint areas wait for him to come kind of point towards this and that and you know kind of guided you know him and me around and he was super helpful in game and 
I will find his name on a piece of paper after we're done recording. I know I will. It's on my desk somewhere, but my desk <laughs> has got all this stuff on it right now. But I just wanted to give a shout out to you know who you are if you're listening. Thank you so much for doing us a solid and carrying us through that guided games, even though we were supposed to be the ones carrying you. But that was, I thought I found that a little, a little funny and that tickled, tickled me a little bit. Did you have any? We should come up with a name for those people that we forget their names should be like unknown guardian or something. (laughs) It started with a C. I could tell you that. (laughs) Oh. Well, I think there was two syllables. Yeah, I can't remember. I've played too many uh, multiplayer games lately. I've kind of been on a single player, so I haven't really had a chance to meet many people over the, these past couple of weeks. That's all right. <laughs> Alex or Sentinel Dad, do you have anything? I keep calling you by your name. Uh, it, yeah, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. Um, no, I, I don't think I had one this week. I've been, I've been playing some single-player stuff lately, too. Me neither. Everybody's been butts this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's because you're, dir- you're a dirty <laughs> warlock. Right? Oh. Hey, warlock's the master class. Oh. Yeah, there we go. I'm Jim. not alone. Jim. You're not alone. You're not yeah. alone. <laughs> just let them have their moment it's fine it's fine <laughs> we all know no, the master class when i've been playing fun. uh i've been playing horizon too so it's oh, yeah. kind of been the same thing like a uh, single player mm-hmm. that game is a masterpiece right it's my buddy got it and he's he's loving it my favorite game ever like it it took over. Sonic was my favorite game since I was a little kid, ever. But this game just became my favorite game ever. There's so many little things on it. What game is this? The DLC yet? The, the Frozen yes. Wilds. Yeah, that's what I'm working on now. I'm trying mm. to platinum that part. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I have one trial left. It's that, that last trial with the. Um, yes, that you have to do all those. That's what I was doing the other day when uh, when I was talking to you, uh, Sentinel. It was hard. Oh, yeah. I haven't finished it either. I had to give up. Yeah, with with all with the bears at the end. Just, oh. mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> not enough time. No. Any of you uh, played Horizon? Uh, no, I have not. No, it's still sitting in plastic. Oh man. <laughs> that and Overwatch, both still in plastic, <laughs> and I haven't even opened them yet. I have two Call of Duties in plastic right now. I'm looking at them right now, like. Hmm. Yeah, you're not missing anything. It's Call of Duty. No, I took them to <laughs> I took them to GameStop one day, and they wouldn't take them because they were in plastic. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, they're brand new. Use you stealing them off the shelf. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I played through the World War II campaign not too long ago, like a month or two ago, and it was okay, and just didn't touch the multiplayer at all. <laughs> I, I, I take Call of Duty for the campaign, but I take my multiplayer for the battle. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Which is also, actually, which is actually how those two franchises started out. Um, exactly. 
which a lot of people don't realize, you know, Call of Duty started off as a, as a campaign game and then added multiplayer and Battlefield started off as multiplayer and then eventually added a campaign. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm for Bad Company 3 coming this year. Oh man, dude, I can't wait. Just <laughs> all to give me Bad Company 3. I've, I've been playing uh, Battlefront to the campaign. It's pretty oh, good. Yeah, the, good the, story. The, the campaign's really fun. Uh, and yeah. Battlefront. It is hard, though. You actually die in that game. So it's I'm pretty sorry, challenging. What? Yeah, it's challenging. For sure. Oh, the campaign, he's, he was saying that the. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's challenging. hard. And you actually die in it. Right? <laughs> is it like permadeath? No, no, you just die a lot. Like, it, it gets me a little frustrated after, like, I try to do, like, one part and it, I die, like, 10 times in a row in the same spot. I'm like, I'll come back tomorrow. Just <laughs> like me in every game. <laughs> I got to get good. That, that's the solution. You just got to get good. Did good. Does anybody else have this? Like, you'll be playing a game and you'll be stuck in a spot, and you'll get frustrated. You'll, you know, you, you'll do a little bit of breathing. You'll turn it off for the night, and then you wake up the next morning with the day off or whatever, and you boot up that game, and you just breeze right through the spot that you breathe. were just struggling with for three hours the night before. Oh, yeah, either, either that or you learn something that changes everything. You like. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't using this or something like that. That changes like, and then the whole game is like super easy after you've struggled for like two weeks. Yeah, well, there's a whole psychological process behind that as well. We oh, kind of went, went over that in terms of the anxiety document that we kind of uh, put out through our Discord. Yes, why don't you do a shout out for that real quick? Yeah, so, so I wrote out a anxiety document in terms of what is anxiety, kind of explaining kind of the ins and outs of what it is. And uh, Dave just did some amazing work on putting uh, the graphics and making it all pretty. But yeah, in terms of, document. Uh, yeah, there, there's a one part talking about the wise mind. So kind of the, that mm -hmm. midpoint in terms of how we deal with things. And with uh, that particular issue of kind of beating your head against the wall for a specific point in the game, you're getting more and more aggravated. So you're becoming much more emotional. And the more you get emotional, the less rational you get, and the more you're kind of consumed with your emotions. So you have a harder time problem solving, and you're making mistakes and repeating things. So taking a breather, taking a step back, helps you calm down and when you come back you're in a much better state that you're much uh, more able to problem solve and you pick up on things a lot quicker hmm. so it's the same example of if you're talking to someone that's really angry how does it go Typically, it doesn't go well. So you're trying right. to calm them down. You're trying to rationalize with them. You're just beating your head against the wall. Give them a half hour, two hours to, to calm down. Come back to the conversation. They're much more relaxed. You're much more able to work throughout the process. So for us, it's kind of working the same way. We're kind of getting angry at the game. And taking a breather helps us be more 
rational and made better decisions. Yep. That's that's so relatable right there. Yeah. I can relate Something to that. Something we can learn it's, from it, our video games. Yeah, in in real life mm -hmm. and in games. Yeah. You can yeah. take it with you. So yeah. anytime you're confronted with a problem that you're having a hard time dealing with, put it aside, take a nice five, ten minute break, do some breathing exercises, and then just come back to it with a, a fresher point of view. That's great advice. Advice, and if anybody wants to get a closer look at uh, the document Goku uh, wrote up, and that Hitachi uh, uh, Dave uh, dressed up and made look phenomenal, like this came right out of a magazine. I mean, it's gorgeous looking. If you want to see it, we have a couple pictures, uh, screenshots of it up on our Twitter page. Uh, you can, I think I posted it last night, uh, so it'll be pretty fresh. And if you want to get uh, an in depth read on it, uh, everyone's welcome to our discord server you can just reach out to us anytime on uh, twitter or at our email and we will send you a link immediately you know so you can get in there and check out the resources and anything else if you want well, you can also suggest everybody take a look at it in the show notes yep i'll put that in the show notes as well but going forward right after this uh does anybody got any community news? Anything going on in the community going on right now? Uh, I got not to my knowledge. Nothing that uh, pops out in the front of my mind. I got two things. Uh, Danfinity, who is a friend of the show oh, and yeah, a yeah, friend yeah. of you know the same 14 project and all of ours, uh, he recorded and released the first episode of uh, SideQuest Sunday. Yes. Yep. Podcast with special guest uh, Mark Square, who is a friend of mine and all of ours at, with Saint Fourteen Project and all of us individually. They are two mm -hmm. phenomenal community members, and uh, if you if you want, you know, go ahead and uh, find that wherever you get your podcast and give it a listen because. It's such a great interview, and they did such a great job, you know, interacting with each other. It's definitely going to be one of my weekly listen to. So I can't wait for his next episode to come out. Right. And oh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, I um I forgot. I I had one little thing. Sure. Um, a buddy uh, Boost uh, KDD from the Dad Tales podcast. So Boost is this super awesome guy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. He's a, a, a father. He's got three little girls. Uh, he's got a wife. Awesome dude. And he's provided for them for so long. I think he was a, uh, uh auto technician and, you know, it, it paid the bills and like, he was very good at it. He knows what he's doing. He's done it for so long, but what he's really always wanted to do is program video games. Yep. So, um, this past week, he graduated with his degree in uh, video game programming or whatever the hell it was. Design, he, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so he's going to do the thing that he wanted to do. So uh, props to you. Congratulations to yeah, both. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Big so, shout out to you. you know, how many gamers talk about, I'm going to go to school for video game design. And I'm going to make video games and this, that, and the other. And how many actually do it? Right. You know, oh, yeah. that's, uh, it's awesome. It's a That's dream. Fantastic. 
Yeah. Congrats. He uh he uh he has a game that they did for like their last project that he's gonna release. They're gonna release it on um uh, uh what's that PC thing that everybody uses for games? Uh, Steam. 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 Yeah. I think you yeah. can get it now. He put a link. I think in the yeah, Discord. He did. Um, yeah, yeah, they put a link on the NatTales Discord. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's going to well. be for everybody later on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations! We, again. we probably announce it here whenever that happens. Everybody, check it out. Yeah, yeah. keep an eye open. Uh, uh, if I can, uh, <clears throat> uh, I wanted to. It's kind of like a shout out to also like for uh, Crucible Radio. Right now, they're going through a, uh, they're doing separate podcasts, and I just listened to the Birds episode this week. Fantastic. And it's really, really good. It's amazing. And it, it kind of, uh, it jives with what we're doing here. Uh, he seems to be going through a lot of stuff, and he opened up on this podcast, and he, he let a lot of stuff out. Uh, you can't, everybody will be able to relate to him. And uh, it, it's it's kind of a big deal to me because he, <clears throat> you know, the Crucible Radio guys are, you know, like what I consider community leaders. You usually don't think about them as going through the same issues that we're going through or whatever. But, you know, Bones was in our stream talking about his issues and now Birds opened up. Uh, Swain was in the episode with them for a little bit and they all, you know, everybody puts their pants on the same way. Everybody. You, we're not alone and uh if you get a chance you guys should go listen to this episode he did a really really good yep, job it's, uh, episode 141 if anybody yes. wants to look it up it's fantastic it's really good so go check it out cool uh anyone else have any other community news uh i got one for young khan uh young khan is a uh, community artist if you don't already know uh he also helped and uh created the c14 project logo and he's also working on something for us right now and uh he has done so much for the community and he hit a new milestone uh recently he hit mm -hmm. 2,000 followers on his twitch channel and he's created over 1,000 emotes for members of the community oh wow that's wow. So, that is amazing Props so, to you, Young Con. Congrats mm -hmm. to him. I mean, he is so, he's such a fantastic member of the community. And in my eyes, he's a community leader as well. He is so welcoming and approachable to everyone. And I just wanted to give him a big shout out. And, you know, that's, that's such a milestone and uh, accomplishment for creating 1,000 different emotes for various people throughout the community and getting 2000 followers and uh, everything That's that, a, you know, night in and night out. Cause if, if you know, young Khan, he's a night owl. I mean, he's on at night, all hours of the night and he greets everybody all the same way in a humorous way where, uh, does anybody know his, uh, his saying off the top of their head, his little mantra, the coffee's always mm -hmm. hot and the beard is epic. <laughs> He's a fantastic gentleman so i just wanted to give a shout out and congratulate him on a job well done and you know that's I a look legacy forward to everything coming coming in the future it's fantastic 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dave, uh, if nobody's got any more community news or anything like that, uh, Dave, uh, you want to give a uh, quick uh, shout out to what we got coming up for events in the near future? Uh, yep. Uh, the first event we got going, coming up, it's uh, the Stack Up Overwatch program charity stream that we're going to do with uh, alongside with the Stack Up guys. It's going to be on May 19th. And for you guys that don't really know, Stack Up, it's an organization that uh, they deal with uh, mostly with soldiers. Uh, they take care of soldiers while they're deployed. And the main thing that they're known for is for making uh, the supply crates where they put in uh, games to send out to soldiers that are deployed and stuff like that. Uh, they also uh help out to uh soldiers that uh or veterans that go through ptsd uh and now they started the stop program which is what we're gonna be supporting it's a suicide prevention program and uh the streaming that we're gonna do for it and benefit of them is on may 19th so keep an eye out we're gonna be putting more information on that pretty soon Fantastic. Yeah, definitely keep an That's eye awesome. open for that event. Uh, we have a lot of uh, community uh, members and content creators helping us with uh, streaming various blocks for that. So it's going to be, uh, we're going to try and bring our, what we do with Saint 14 Project and our mental health awareness and teaming up with these, uh, this team at stackup.org for their uh, suicide prevention program is just it's going to be incredible and i'm so yeah they're that we could be they are such a good they're, they're they're such a good group of dudes you know i'm one of their game night hosts i i host battlefield every uh monday night for them and their members and uh i actually went to guardian con with the stack up contingent uh this last year and um this past summer rather and uh, it was such a blast and they have a really good uh relationship with uh with bungie um, so you know, we we got to get a bunch of one on one time with uh, with Deej and Cosmo and uh, a, 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 a bunch of other uh, the content creators. Uh, but they but Stack Up is just such a phenomenal group. Um, they also not only do they help the veterans that are uh, uh, d- uh, deployed abroad, they also uh, help uh, veterans who are uh, transitioning into. Uh, civilian life as well which is uh which is really neat you know um, but uh no we're, we're we're super excited to get that going yep we'll be talking more on future episodes and various other outlets about more on their program and what they do and the training that they go through to help support uh veterans active duty and civilians i mean they're very diverse and they help as many people as they can. And it is true helping. They're fantastic over there. Uh, I just want to do just a brief after May 19th, we're focusing on the May 19th uh, stack up uh, St. 14 stream. After that in mid June, we're going to be doing one for St. Jude's that uh, a lot of the community and content members are going to be uh, 
you know, featured in helping us stream blocks for that as well. And the focus on this uh, St. Jude's uh, stream that we're going to be doing is we want to bring the St. 14 project and mental health awareness uh, to that cause. And we're going to be discussing various topics and uh, discussions on uh, the mental health impact uh, it has on children going through treatment and just overall uh, well-being and mental health of children in general and uh, also the impact of uh, having a, a child going through uh, treatment and programs, you know, that are done at uh, St. Jude's, uh, the mental health impact on the parents and also the family. So that's also going to be another stream in June, mid-June that we're going to be doing. Uh, it's going to be very impactful and meaningful and everything that we do, we really try and put our best foot forward and really try and bring resources and meaningful material and things that people can relate with and take away from. So definitely keep an eye open for the May 19th stream. And then after that, we'll be focusing on the uh, mid-June uh, St. Jude stream. Absolutely. Yeah, but we also have another segment that we're going to be incorporating into every episode. And uh, Sentinel Dad, you want to tell everybody a little bit about what this uh, segment's going to be? Oh, you must be talking about streamer of the week. Yes, I am. Or streamer of the of the show since we're a bi-weekly podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we decided, you know, with, with the amount of uh, awesome streamers that are out there, especially... Um, you know, with the with the wonderful streamers that that we had the pleasure of meeting, especially doing the February tenth stream for TakeThis.org, uh, we we thought it'd be cool to just go ahead and put out, you know, just kind of highlight, you know, one of the streamers in the community. Um, and this week we chose our buddy uh, Hidman, um, who is an awesome uh, kind of a variety streamer who kind of got his roots in uh, streaming. Uh, Destiny. Um, he's a he's a good friend. He streamed for um, our TakeThis.org stream in February. Um, you can he plays PC, plays Xbox, plays PS4. Uh, he's got a great overlay. Uh, very very outgoing and, and very receptive to all, all of his uh, uh, viewers. Um, like I think lately he's been. Um, doing a lot of Sea uh, of Thieves, actually. Yes, he has. Uh, he's big into that right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but but you can follow him on Twitch or on Mixer. Um, just hidden in H I D D N E N, or on uh, and you can catch all those updates on Twitter. It's just at hidden in H I D D N E. Yep, tremendous guy. He is so outgoing and he is so resourceful and knowledgeable. So if if you're just starting out streaming and you have a question, oh my god, feel free so to helpful. reach out because he knows the ins and outs, and he's always very, very approachable, and he's so nice. So, and he was actually uh, just the uh, featured guest host on this week's Destiny Community Podcast. 
or uh, uh you're Destiny talking reset, the uh, Destiny Reset podcast. Yes, Destiny Reset. Yep. I might have to edit that out. No, I'll leave it in. <laughs> I'll leave it in. Right. Um, yeah, no. He, 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 he's been a long time uh, uh, a Derp fan member. Yes, um, he had. So it was good to hear him on the on the podcast this week. Yeah, I was very excited when I saw that. Oh, I have champion. a question about Hidden. Sure. sure. Uh, you met him, right? Uh, uh, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hung out with him at, uh, at GuardianCon. How tall is he? Oh, he's like five foot nothing, brother. Okay. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> oh, love you, Bobby. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, that's going to be... I just want to, like, grab him and carry him away sometimes when I look at him. You just want to <laughs> put him on a shelf somewhere? Oh, like... That's adorable. Like hidden in on a shelf. Oh my god, dude! He's, <laughs> he will my totally have something. some have some hidden on the shelf dolls made. <laughs> right? I'll be off. Saw, did you see the patches he had made? Yeah, yeah, yeah by uh, um, Nerd and Needle, who's an, yeah. another awesome streamer. Oh, oh my, my god, gosh! Amazing. Yeah, he's you. actually um, he's at Extra Life uh, United right now. Um, yes, he is. Their uh, convention. He, he streams for Extra Life as well a lot, which is really cool. Yep, that's one of his main uh, charities that he does. Hidden and helps and contributes to so many of the community charity streams and causes. And his one of his main ones and main focuses is for Extra Life, mm. and he he streams for this uh, almost every week, and he does so much. For that community and those mm-hmm. uh, that, those charities and and I just want to say thank you as well for you know, all the help that he gives our community in and out and all mm. he's, he's got a, a big heart he might be five really? foot two but he's got the heart of a ten foot tall man you know oh he does he really does yeah. he's he, type of guy who gives the shirt off his back he's a super nice guy but anyways so that's our little streamer of the week or streamer of the bye week I don't know how to say it um, we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> we'll figure it out streamer so, of the show yeah streamer of the show so we're gonna be doing that like every 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 episode so every two weeks it's yeah. be fun so why don't you tell everybody where they can find us and we'll sure. wrap um, yeah if you wanna join the project you can um there we have a discord which um you just go to our um twitter which is um at saint 14 project um and we and that's pretty much where we keep all of our updates on twitter um you can also our twitch which we're i think joe's gonna start streaming on our twitch soon um yep which we're is gonna start putting some variety stuff on there yeah it'll be fun Will be which is just uh, Saint Fourteen Project on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash Saint Fourteen Project, no dashes. Um, which is also where we will do all of our um, awareness and or charity streams, like on May nineteenth for StackUp.org. Um, and if anyone wants to send us an an email, they can do that. Do so at Saint Fourteen Project at gmail.com. And that's for if you want to know more about us, if you want to know more about mental health, if you want to 
um, get involved, you can reach us there. Or if you, um, you know, if, if, if you need some help, if you need some direction and like where to go, uh, we will do the best that we can uh, and be able to uh, do, basically do whatever we can to point you in that right, uh, that r- right path to, to uh, go down to help, help you out with whatever you got that's, that's going on. We're, com- we're completely uh, judgment free and you know, our uh, community discord is the exact same way. Um, so yeah, that's where you can kind of uh, reach us and you can, uh, you can, I think you can catch us on Podbean and iTunes. Just, just search um, St. Fortune project on there and you'll find it. Um, but yeah, that's that's where you can find us. But if you want to find us individually, um, hey Joe, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me mainly on uh, Twitter and uh, PS4, and I am Average Joe, AVG Joe two two seven, everywhere. So you can find me on Twitter, and you can uh, find me on PS4. Cool, uh, Goku. Where, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me pretty much at the uh, same handle that I have here, SSJ5Goku28, on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and on PS4. Cool. Awesome. Um, uh, Dave, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, PSN, and MySpace as Hatchy Dave. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm Sentinel Dad, and you can, uh, um, I stream at least a couple days a week. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sentinel Dad. Um, I have a YouTube as well, which I upload a video like twice a year. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but soon a lot more but soon, but soon a lot more um, if you want to shoot me an email you can it's just sentinelpad at gmail.com or uh, and that's also my gamer tag on playstation network anyone can add me on there and just shoot me a little note and uh, twitter just at sentinelpad which with an extra d on the end um, but anyways that's how you can get a hold of us individually and as well as uh, the state 14 project um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and if you enjoyed the show, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a good review. And I was kidding about MySpace. I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let you have that. Uh, oh, I was going to say something. <laughs> Just like that, you'd be proud. You can even go old school and go GeoCities. GeoCities. Oh but my MySpace is so glittery, though. <laughs> so much glitter. My space even around anymore? I'm sure it, it is. still is. I think they use it for bands and stuff like that now more than anything. Well, but <sighs> all right. Well, that's us for this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and uh, feel free to reach out to us anytime and uh, keep an eye open for episode two coming week after next. Uh, what are we? What about we got about uh March twenty first is gonna be our next one. Yep. See you guys in two weeks. See you guys in two weeks. Thank right. you for stopping by. Good night. Have a good time. Cheers. Good All right.